Good to be here. I want, I want to jump right in this little piece of word here this morning. Uh, Exodus 6. I want to read you Exodus 6. And I want to read just the 14 verses this morning of this story. Exodus 6. And I'm going to try my best just to read it. Because if I don't, it'll be, uh, it'll be way too long uh, to leave you standing. But let's stand. Let's, let's read the word of the Lord together. And I'm just going to read this story. Let this story just uh, try to grab the, the wholeness of it as, as it comes together. Uh, but uh, then the Lord said unto Moses, Now shalt thou see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand shall he let them go. And with a strong hand shall he drive them out of his land. And God spake unto Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord. And I appeared unto Abraham and unto Isaac and unto Jacob by the name of God Almighty. But my name is Jehovah. Was I not known to them? I, and I have also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Cana, the land of their pilgrimage, wherein they were strangers. And I have also heard the groanings of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians keep in bondage. And I have remembered my covenant. Wherefore say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And I will rid you out of their bondage, and I will redeem you with a stretched out arm and with great judgments. And I will take you to me for a people, and I will be to you a God. And you shall know that I am the Lord your God, which bringeth you out of the, from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And I will bring you into the land concerning that which I did swear to give it to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob. And I will give it to you for a heritage. And I am the Lord. And Moses spake so unto the children of Israel. But listen here. But they hearken not unto Moses for anguish of spirit and for cruel bondage. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Go in, speak unto Pharaoh, king of Egypt, that he let the children of Israel go out of his land. And Moses spake before the Lord, saying, Behold, the children of Israel have not even hearkened to me. How then shall Pharaoh hear me, who am I of uncircumcised lips? And the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, and gave them charge unto the children of Israel. And of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, to bring the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. And just this first part here. And then at that point, God, these be the heads of their father's house. And from this point on, for the next 12 verses, God is, is, is numbering and, and naming and counting those that's in the house of Israel. He's, he's naming them, calling them out, counting them out. Just keep that in your mind it's just as a part of the story that it's very important this morning. But let's bless our time this morning. Let's ask the Lord to be with us and to strengthen uh, everything that we do here this morning. Touch hearts and lives. God, we open our hearts to you. And you come in this morning and show us the thing that's most needed in all of our lives today. We bless your most holy name. 
we give you praise and glory. We're constantly reminded that without you, we cannot do anything. But with you, we'll tackle anything, Lord. In the name of Jesus, nothing and nobody can stand against your kingdom and most especially your mighty name. In Jesus' name we pray. And by the faith of God, we simply call it done. I know it, Pastor, this morning. Amen and amen. Thank the Lord this morning. Amen. Bless his name. Give him glory. Amen. 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 You you can be seated. <clears throat> Before I even say much about this particular story, and I'm not going to stay, I'm not going to keep you long on it, but before I say anything about it, I, I think I think several years ago I got this revelation about the book of Exodus, really, uh, in, in certain parts of it. Now I know I know God God instructed Moses to write it. Uh, for various reasons, and one reason I know is 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 to preserve uh, the history of the children of Israel. I know that's what it is. It's it is it's a good historical reading. It's a good book of history for for God's children. But but that's not really the significant part, really, so much this morning for us. But uh, I think I think God really wrote the book of Exodus uh, in, in this light that I'm going to bring it in the, at least in this morning. And the book of Exodus is a great pastoral tool. I want you to think about it like that for just a minute. The book of Exodus is, is, is really a, a, a pastoral tool, if I could say it like that, uh, for really the time in which it was written. I want you to think about it. The time in which it was written. Uh, a lot of times we got a mindset about the book of Exodus that this is unfolding as we're walking through it. In other words, in other words we think that, that at this point in the story, Israel is still in bondage. They're, we think of them as, as, as they're still under Pharaoh's hand. But, but actually the book of Exodus was written, some, some believe, near the end of Moses' life. Near, near, near the end of the 40 years, possibly. Of, they had done already wandered probably 40 years. Almost ready to go into the promised land. And God instructed Moses to begin to write these books. Uh, some, I know for to keep us historical, but, but for the most part, so that the children of Israel will have, have uh, this pastoral work to carry them on as they move forward. As Moses was ready to leave this land, leave this world, and go to be uh, with, with, the, with the Father, uh, he has Moses writing this book, writing this book uh, uh, at the end of his life, and, and, and I can see God's heart in it. This was God. God had Moses do this. This wasn't Moses' idea. This was God's idea. I want to tell you what. I want you to hear this. Your God has a pastoral heart. Your God cares about your journey this morning. Your God cares what you're going through today. He cares about what you must walk through. He cares about what's going on in your life. He cares with a great love. And, and, and I see it in this book because, because I, I know the history's important, but that wasn't so much to God because God's not really, really worried about the history. He's worried about the future. And although the history is important as far as keeping the identity of Israel alive, the history is important about keeping the identity of the church alive, but, but, but what's really important is the future. 
And what's really important to God is guiding people that are hurt, guiding people that need, that need instruction and wisdom through tough journeys, parts of journeys of their life. And that's what God was doing. I see that in this most all of the book of Exodus because it's really all written years after it's happened. And that's why I see God's heart in it. He wanted to preserve it for the children of Israel and us too, for our learning, Scripture tells us, for our example, but especially at that time for the children of Israel so that as they begin to move into other challenges, they would have some kind of reference. For the generation that was passed would be gone. They would need reference for a time similar, for a time that they struggled like or almost, or resembling. So I do believe with all my heart, because Pharaoh is long gone when they wrote this story. When this was wrote and written, when this script was penned, Pharaoh was now rotten, gone, absorbed back into the earth, covered with the sea and the sand, vultures that eat what was left. He's not even a thought anymore. Pharaoh is gone, but he's preparing him He's preparing them for what's next. Preparing them for the next time. Listen, listen. When their hearts might be crushed. When the way might be tough. When the bondage might be hard. He's preparing them for the next time that they, go back to verse 9 and just leave it there for a minute. For the next time that their heart might be full of anguish. For the next time that their spirit may be overwhelmed. For the next time that they might be so, listen, so hurt that they can't hear. Did you catch it? Did you catch it? They were so hurt, they were so broken that they couldn't hear. Though Moses was speaking the gospel of their day, the true gospel of their day, they couldn't hear it. And the Bible gives it plain, plain and simple. Why? Because of the anguish of spirit, of the cruel bond. Life was hard. Anybody in here ever struggle through a bad time, a hard time, an oppressive time, a heavy time, a time when, when, when your heart is broken? You ever struggle hearing what God says? Though it be plain as is the book laying in Brother Marx's lap. And you read the words but you don't hear. Not a word coming off the pages. You ever have those days, those seasons, those times? Most of the time maybe you could be traced back to this, 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 beautiful, this beautiful scripture that God penned for all of us to see here today. In 2019. On November the 3rd, he penned it for us so that we'll understand that I might be too hurt to hear. Too hurt. Too hurt to hear. Too broken. I, I, I believe churches are full a lot of times of people who hear the same message that one jumps over. That the other shouts over, that one runs around, that one gets a manifestation of something out of it. I, I believe the church is full of people, people like that. They're set right in the midst of all that, but, but they're too broken to really hear. All right, yeah. And miss 
miss, miss it all. That, that, that's, I believe that's what God knows. God, God was faithful to record this. And he recorded it, and it wasn't just, it wasn't, but he recorded it for us that, that, that we could learn. Yeah, learn who we are. Learn who we are, but, but also then also teach us, teach us, teach us, teach us that we can able, able to, to, to move beyond and, and become the free people. I said the free people. I'm no longer a slave of fear. I am a child of God. To be a free people that, 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 that is ruled under his reign. I sense that. That's why I love this, this story. I actually, I, I, I'm just going to be honest with you. This was one of them stories that I ran into studying for the other message or another message. And I run into this and I said, oh, my Jesus. I said, I'm glad I'm not too hurt to hear. Come on, somebody. And I pray this morning, I pray this morning that, that if you're sitting here and you're too hurt, to hear, I, I pray right now that God has got your attention enough that He's going to love your soul to a place that revive, revive your ears enough, anoint my mouth enough to speak to dead ears that they might hear not my words of life but the gospel words of life. Maybe that's why Paul said some some will hear words. Or that smell like the savor of life, and some will hear or smell like words of death for, for the brokenness, the hurt, the, the anguish. Anyway, I, I want you to think about a couple of things this morning. If you're here and you are, like if you, if, if you struggle through times like this, th this is maybe not a prescription, but man, it's good godly counsel this morning from I felt like Pastor, our great shepherd. From our heavenly Father, one who says, the one who says that He would lead us and guide us. The, the, the one, the one that says, "I am the shepherd." The one that says that I will lead you. I, I will guide you. I, I believe that this morning. I believe with all my heart that this morning. So, so let, let's just think about it. What, what's He trying to teach us? What, what is it we need to see? What is it the things when, when, and in this story, i have not give you the full background, but in this story. In chapter 5, leading up to this story, you know, and then prior to that even, they had gotten the message from God that, that he was going to use Moses. I'm going to be a deliverer. They had gotten that message, and, and, and it had stirred a little hope. It had stirred a little, a little fire. It had stirred like, well, maybe so, I thought, or, or could be a thought. And then, and then, and then, chapter five, chapter five, you'll see it kind of play out. You'll see it kind of play out like this: that they had got a little bit stirred, a little bit excited about about the possibility, a little bit of chance here, you know, that God's going to move on our behalf. But here's what happened in chapter five: Pharaoh, Pharaoh hardened his heart harder, made his hand harder. You'll know in this, this part of the story, if you remember, this is where, this is where he said, he said, you know what, I'm even gonna, I'm gonna take the straw and the mud away. I'm, you're gonna work harder, you're gonna work more. It's gonna be worse. It's gonna be worse than it was. And and to the point, to the point they even looked at, they even looked at Aaron and Moses and like, like, you know, 
Why did you even say anything? Why even bring it out? Because Pharaoh, 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 he has as a sword ready to even take our life. When things get worse, you ever, you ever get a glimmer of gospel hope? You ever get a glimmer of, of, of a gospel possibility? You ever get maybe the idea that hey, maybe this is for me? Maybe, maybe that is true. But, but, but when you try to reach for it or you try to receive it or you do and things get worse. That's one of the things they were struggling with. Yet anybody out there like that, it ever got worse. One of the reasons they was crushed is they were now, they were now disappointed. They, they thought that this was going to be, they thought this was, but things have gotten worse now. They're worse than they were to begin with. And go back to verse 2, Kayla. Go back to verse 2. Let's, let's start in there just a minute. They had gotten worse, and God sends Moses to, to just tell them a few things. Verse 2 and 3, he sent, he sent Moses back. And this is the message, and this is the message. It's never going to change. You, if you're here today, I just want to tell you something. If you're here today and, and, and you struggle through times where you can hear, you, you, you struggle with anguish, the spirit can't receive the good gospel, can't receive the gospel word. I would say it's going to be the same message. It's going to be the same message for eternity. And, and the first part of that message that, that, that he sent Moses to, 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 to pastor this people in eternity with was this message that, you know what, uh, uh, you have a God. I want you to get that this morning. No matter how hurt we are, no matter how brutal, no matter how torturous, no matter the circumstances, no matter the situations, no matter how bad it is, you have a God. You have a mighty God. I love the way he said it. And God spoke to Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord. I am the Lord. That's still the message. When we struggle to hear, I am the Lord. Give me verse 3 so I can finish it. Verse 3, and I appeared to Abraham, Isaac, the same God. The same God that was. He's tracing it all the way back. The same God that was. I am him. And by the name of God Almighty, but by the name Jehovah too. And which, by the way, that you've not known. I just want to tell somebody this morning. I don't, if you are disappointed this morning that God has not moved in a certain way, well, I'm going to tell you something. You still don't know all of God. You don't know Him in His fullness. Yeah, you might be disappointed in an area, but I'm going to tell you what. You've not known Him in the fullness of God. Not in all of His goodness, in all of His power, in all that He can do. And though he may have come short in that part of your life, I'm going to tell you something. He had a wise thought in it. He was moving with wisdom. And I just want to tell you something else. You can believe today because you've not known all of God. You've not known all of him. Some of you have been here serving him a long time, but you still don't know all of God. There's so much more yet. So much more to him. So much more about him. He's God Almighty. This is the message. This is what he wanted them to get. This is it. 
And I can see them. Can you see them? Can you see them looking up from their bricks? Looking up from their bricks, and the sweat, and the toil, and the anguish, and the hurt. I don't know what kind of message maybe somebody would come up with, but God says, here's the message they need. I am God. And I am God Almighty. That's who I am. And as they peep up over the bricks, and I understand, in times like that, it's hard to believe. It's hard to believe. But it still don't change the message. And the only thing that will change it is you get a hold of that idea, to be able to receive, to receive the idea that, man, it don't matter, he is God. He is God. He is. It's the message we need. Amen. It's the message we must have. We have a God. Mighty and powerful and almighty. Amen. I like, I like verse 4. He goes on. He goes on. It's not all the, it's, it's, it's not all of it. This is what he goes. He goes on and says, and I have also established my covenant with them. To get, talking to the people in the bricks. Talking to the people who's now it's gotten worse for. I know when it gets worse, we want, we want something a little easier. We want something maybe a little, a little softer, something a little more loving. Oh, no, God says, oh, no, I'm still God. And, and I've still got this covenant and a promised inheritance for you. That's the message. That's the message. I'm still God, yes, but I've still got this covenant. And I still have an, an inheritance with you. And if you're here this morning and you don't have this covenant and you don't have this inheritance, you can. You can have this. There's nobody here this morning that can't. It's a matter, can you receive it? I'm going to tell you what, this is the gospel in the Old Testament. If you can receive the fact that he's almighty God, and I have a covenant, and there is an inheritance with that, can you receive that? Whoo, good glory to God. I can understand, though. Think about it. These are people that are slaves, enslaved, heavy, arduous bondage. And, and they don't even know, I guarantee you, after 400 years of slavery, they don't even know what the word covenant means. They've never lived in an economy. No, they've been slaves. They've never understood what it even means to be in covenant on terms of such. Slaves don't know anything about a covenant. It's in bondage. Come on, I'm preaching right there. He says, I've got this in covenant with you. Uh, you, know, you know what? Their mind, you know what? In their mind, this, it's hard to talk to them when they've been, you know, you know how they've been paid? Onions and garlic. All their life. That's what they got paid. Onions and garlic. I'm just going to tell you something. Get the onions and garlic out of your mind this morning. You have a God who has a covenant and he has this grand inheritance for you. Yeah, give him glory. Give him glory. Give him glory. 
There's no onions and garlic in here unless you just like it, which I do. But I'm going to tell you what, it's so much more. I can understand why it is they don't understand the covenant. This, this word covenant and this word inheritance is big words for a slave. I realize that now. Sometimes when I, when I preach certain words like covenant or eternal security or, or heaven or inheritance or any of those words that we call big words, when you're a slave, they're not going to mean much. They're not going to have much weight. They're, they're not. They're not going to. They're not going to have much value in them because this is covenant. Covenant talks big words. God talks them to you. You don't talk them to Him. He talks them to you. Big words. Amen. Amen. But that's, that was part of His message. What, what I need to hear. What I need to hear. That God. He's, he's your God. He's almighty. No matter what you're going through, no matter how tough it is, no matter if it's gotten worse, no matter, no matter if you're sitting in the mud of the Nile and you're beat to a frazzle, he still stands up above it all and says, I'm God. And I have a covenant. I have a covenant for you. And you have an inheritance. Eternal. Eternal. But he don't stop there. He don't stop there. I love this story. Verse 5. I hope you love this story. I love this story. Listen, he says this, and I have also, this is God. Tell him, tell him, I've heard. I've heard the groanings. I've heard. I keep hearing. I want to tell you something this morning. Not only was God all those other things, but, but, but God's a God of pity. He is a God of compassion. He's a God of love. That's the message he wants us to hear. Even in the midst of our heart, when it don't feel like he is, when it don't look like he is, when we're trying to measure God in his movement in those times, it don't look like he is. Because we can't see him moving even an inch sometimes. He's still a God that loves He's still a God that has, He's still a God that hears your ever cry. I'm gonna tell you some of y'all in here this morning. The cries that you've let out, He's He hears them. He's been hearing them. He has great compassion on those. The things, the things that well up out of your heart, maybe even the groanings that you don't have words for, but that the Spirit unctions from your most inner being. He hears those things. He's hearing them well. I know you think he's he's late. You think he's tardy, and, and, and when you, when he's like that, you think he's forgotten. He's not forgotten. Can I tell somebody in here this morning? He's not forgotten. He's not forgotten you, and he still loves you. I am a child of God. Yes. Amen. You think, where is he? He loves you. He loves you. Yes. Yes. He's working it. He's working it. See, if you tried to measure this story in God's movement in inches, 
400 years would be hard to see, wouldn't it? But God was working. God was working. And even though they was disappointed one day, God says, I still love you. You that's disappointed here this morning, God, he still loves you. So much. Amen. Amen. I got to move on. Verse 6, verse 6, here's your promise. Here's your promise. Wherefore say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord. Once again, he wants to make sure you got that. That's the big point. That's the big point. I am the Lord. That's it. Listen, I am the Lord. And listen, I will bring you out from under, under these burdens of these. I will bring you out. I want to tell you something. What, we, what we've grown to love, the word around here, he is your rescuer. He's going to redeem. He is. He's going to rescue. We could sing all those songs. I done got to where I love that word rescue. I love that word rescue. That word rescue just got into my heart. Woo, glory, I can't help it. Amen. He, he said, he said, and he, he is making great judgment. He, he's making great decisions even now about your rescue. He's making great decisions on behalf of your rescue. He's moving right now. He's orchestrating. He's working. For your rescue, for your redemption. He is. Woo. Good glory to the Lord. He is. Over and over and over again in his story. He says, he says, I will. I will. God said, I will. I will. He's the one. He's working. All these rows here, I'm going to tell you, he, he, he is. Even though I struggle sometimes to see the movement. Because I, I like to see it move an inch now and again. But but I gotta I gotta no matter what, I gotta realize he will. If he said he will, I want you to get a hold of that. He's gonna redeem, he's gonna redo, he's working it. If God has determined to rescue, God is gonna rescue. If he is determined, he's gonna redeem. If he is determined he's going to bring out, that he's going to, that he's going to free, he is going to do it. I don't care where you're at this morning. I don't care how despondent, how hopeless. I don't care how deep in some sin. Did you hear me? I don't care how backslidden you might be sitting in this Walton PH church this morning. If God has determined to rescue you, you just well get ready to look up from the pig pen and come to yourself and realize because God, if he's determined it, he's not going to leave you in the pig pen. You're fixing to come to yourself and see, see like you should. We see in this story, he was determined. 
He, he pretty near a half destroyed Egypt to make it happen. Good glory to God. Do you understand? He pretty well pretty near destroyed the whole world to rescue his children. He'll tire up your world. He'll make it go dark. He'll make it full of flies. He'll make it full of frogs. He'll make it uncomfortable all around. He'll even bring death to rescue. To the point, to the point Pharaoh said, with a strong hand, leave this land. Amen. So determined. If he's determined, if he's determined, if he's determined, he's gonna, he's gonna move. He's gonna move. Amen. 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 In verse 9, and we'll go back to verse 9, and then we're gonna we're gonna finish finish this story. Finish this story up as we go. But in verse 9, of course, they were they couldn't hear that that message. Again, they couldn't hear it again because still of the anguish of the heart. And they would not hearken. So here, here's what, here's kind of what went on then. Verse 10, verse 10. And this is, this is where, where your brothers and your sisters and your church. Verse 10 through 11, 10 through 13, Aaron and Moses and, and, and that community, if you will, of believers got together. They come together. God Brung them together, he brought, and, and they interceded, and, and and God gave them instruction. God recommissioned them, and and God God reaffirmed them again. And God said, "That's the same map. Keep preaching that." I just want to tell you something this morning. I want to tell you if you get tired of the same light messages at church, well, I'm going to tell you it's all God's fault because He's the one that keeps telling us keep preaching this gospel. Keep 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 preaching that God is Almighty. That God is keep keep preaching that Jesus died. Keep preaching that He rose again. Keep preaching that that that, that you got to give your life. Keep preaching the grace of Jesus Christ. Keep preaching that there's hope if you'll just believe. Keep preaching if you'll confess and believe in your heart. Thou shalt be saved. Keep preaching. I didn't come to make up my own. I didn't come to preach my own message. I don't have to. I don't have to try to come up with the message this morning. Because it's God's got the message. I've just been commissioned to keep repeating it. Keep repeating it. Keep repeating it. Keep repeating it. Just repeat it, Whitlock. Just repeat it. Wash it out. Study it again. Discern it out. See what God's wanting to do this time again. But keep repeating that same message. Woo. Amen. I thought, good glory to God. Oh, bless.
Bless his name. Bless his name. Bless his name. They got recommissioned, reaffirmed, sent back, and, and they demanded again. God had Moses demand again. Let him go. Let him go. Let him go. I, 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 I pray all the time for folk that I know is of a crushed spirit. Of all the reasons that people can't receive, listen to me. Of all the reasons people can't receive the gospel, the one that breaks my heart is when those that are of a crushed spirit can't receive it. When they're so broken, when they've been so hurt by life or others, or sometimes church, whatever, and I see that they can't receive this, this, some of these, sometimes these simple, and I, and I know, I know God seems distant when you're broken. I know He seems so far. And sometimes it almost seems offensive. You know, like when you've lost someone, you've lost someone very close to you that you really love, and, 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 and somebody will tell you, well, well God's going to be with you. It almost sometimes feels offensive. You don't know why? Because you're so hurt, you can't receive. That God's almighty. Yeah. He's almighty. He's almighty. And it feels offensive to even suggest, you, what do you mean God's going to work this all together for good? How can, that's offensive sometimes when you're so hurt. But it's still the truth. It's just because we can't receive it. Come on. Still true. You know how you're getting help? You know how you're coming out of it? It's when you can start receiving them. God's Almighty. Or, or you can get up, or you can get up like we did this morning, and you can say, I'm no longer. No longer. Tell your neighbor, no longer. I'm a child of God. When you can say that. You've received. You've been able to receive. You've been able to pull it in. I, I've come here like Moses this morning, and I, I've been demanding. I've been demanding Pharaoh let some go. I have. And it seemed like sometimes he strengthens his hand. And I've not seen an inch of movement. But I'm going to tell you what, I've been recommissioned to come back one more time this morning and demand that you be let go. Let you let go. Let you be let go in this house. Let go. Let go. Let go. Let go. A demand, Moses said. I feel like that this morning. I feel like that. But that ain't, that ain't even where this story ends, and I got to close. That ain't where this story even ends. Uh, this is our God. Of course, he come back and Pharaoh wasn't going to let him. But here's what God did in verse 14. Verse 14, I love that part. He don't pay no attention to Pharaoh. He don't pay no attention to about what we think's got us bound. He's not, he, don't, he, don't, he don't care what, what's going on in even our mind or our feeling. No, no, he knows his purposes. Remember, he resolved. He said, I'm going to tire Egypt half apart to get you out of this. Hey! 
eternal life have a part to get you out of this. You know what God does? God does in verse 14. He don't pay no attention to another, what's going on in Pharaoh's little world. He goes and he starts, he starts counting the heads. Oh, oh. He starts counting the heads of who he's going to bring out. God said, this is who's coming out. I know you say, I know you say they ain't coming out. And he starts naming. He starts naming. This is who's coming out. Daniel's coming out. And, and, and his sister's coming out. And his sister's coming out. And, and even Jesse's coming out. And, and Jeremy and she. They're coming out. He starts naming names. So it's counting heads. Now, now, I've always been taught. I've always been taught. I've been taught this. That, 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 that a man, and it's probably true for a man, that a man ought not count his chickens before they hatch. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. God can count his chickens. He can, God can count his chickens. Oh! Yes! Yes! He's counting this morning. Mike, can you hold that a minute? And you're coming out. You coming out. You coming out. You coming out. You coming out. He's counting. He said, I know it don't look at it, right? You coming out. Coming out. You're coming out. Coming out. He said, I know it might not look like it right now, but you're coming out. Do you see it? Coming out. Coming out. Coming out. Coming out. Good. Glory to God. Ho! In here this morning. In here this morning. If you came to this house, so hurt you couldn't hear. I pray that I pray that the worship and the songs. His message and, and just the simple gospel of the Old Testament story of Exodus about God and who He is, how He feels. I pray this morning that that, that, that revived in you a heart to, to not quit in a situation like this. You know what they wanted to do? You, you know what they said? You know what they said? Just leave us alone. Just let us eat the onions. Just leave us, let us die here. Sometimes, I want to tell you something. Listen, sometimes it's easier just to say, you know what? It'd just be easier to die here than to try anymore. I pray this morning that through this word that God's revived a heart that can receive. A heart that can receive. That He is God Almighty. And this morning, that you will get to know Him in a way you've never known Him. 
Because if you're in a place like that, you need to know him like you've never known him. The past experiences aren't cutting it. You need to know him fresh and new as Jehovah. All sufficient. All sufficient. Not just almighty, but all sufficient. And then he has a covenant. He has a covenant of grace. He has a heart for you. A covenant that's been ratified by the blood of his son. You think he don't take the covenant that I'm preaching on this morning serious? In this story, they had to kill a lamb. Maybe you could maybe not take that serious, but in the story I'm talking about, they killed his son. serious that's his covenant he said I so loved you I gave my only begotten son that whosoever listen whosoever would receive that could believe shall be saved rescued rescued 